0: Hello, and welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. My name is Kaida Jesus, and today I'll be your host. This year, we celebrate the four-year anniversary of the Piscina Leadership Institute, which means that this year we also celebrate our first graduating seniors. This episode, we talk to Justin Sousa, Peter Egerding, and Maddie Vance as they reflect on their past four years. You're listening to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast, the only leadership podcast run by undergraduate students dedicated to helping undergraduate students lead in diverse fields. From people in diplomacy to entertainment, from CEOs to student leaders, we feature people from all walks of life. It's all part of the mission. Here at the Piscina Leadership Institute, we make leaders better.
1: So I found out about the Institute when Dr. James Kimball emailed me the summer ago, into my freshman year at Seen Hall. I hadn't heard about it previously, not even from like a business student perspective, just in, or in general. found out about it through Dr. Kimball, read his email kind of detailing what the program was and what the ambition was for bringing in, you know, the inaugural ComArts class, since I'm a Arts student, as well as some of the other schools that are on campus, it piqued my interest. Obviously, as a prospective freshman, like I wanted to get involved as quickly as possible, so I saw that as an opportunity to kind of do that. And I met a lot of great friends there, both within Com and across the different interdisciplinary schools. So, you know, it was just a it was just an email over the summer that that, that got me interested in it.
0: So, I want to be transparent with some of our listeners. Justin just said that he's from the first class. I'm from the second class, and I know that. When in the really, really early stages of this institute, the concept of the Leadership Institute was very abstract. So ultimately, what brought you in? Like, what was the selling point for you?
1: I think it was just the concept of developing my leadership skills. Initially, that's kind of what I envisioned this being was some sort of program in which, whether it was through classes or through seminars or whatever the case may be, I was learning different leadership techniques and different styles of leadership and different ways to approach leadership across different industries. That's kind of what brought me in is obviously I see myself as a leader. I want to be a leader in my industry. And so I wanted to develop my skills early on. Obviously, this program became a lot more than just a few seminars and classes here and there. But I think that was all the better for my development, both as a professional, as a person and as a leader.
0: So you said that it was... It became more than a few seminars and a few classes. Can you expand more on that for the people that don't really know too much about the Institute?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the staple kind of things that we have in the Institute are the interdisciplinary teams, where we have students from across every school uh, drafted, or at least when I was doing it, everybody was drafted into teams by team leaders. I don't know what the setup is now, but, and essentially you came up with some type of project to work on for the semester developing your ideas with your team the team leader essentially supervising everything and then at the end of the semester presented your big idea to the entire institute as well as some other members of of hall that kind of came to visit and watch how we were presenting what we were doing the ideas we had i know a few of them have kind of gone through i knew i know a few of them ended up in, in pirates pitch as well at least my sophomore year i believe so obviously that's outside of like a seminar or class. We had to take our own time kind of outside of our our schedules to, to, to build that and to work on that at certain points. I know we had our trip to Gettysburg, which was which was really cool. It's like a it's, it's a core memory of mine from college. Uh, obviously we visited the 9-11 museum, which was an interesting perspective in terms of leadership and kind of learning about our pillars um, that make up the institute.
0: So you mentioned Gettysburg and how that was like a core memory. What is your favorite experience from the Institute? And if it's Gettysburg, explain why. If not, just talk about it.
1: No, it's most definitely Gettysburg. I think it was just the pace of it all was very quick. Not not in terms of putting it together, but like the actual event happening. Every time I look back on it with with my friends, we remember like getting on the bus late at night, driving to Gettysburg, getting to the motel that we stayed at around like 11 midnight, went to bed up at six in the morning. you know everybody's tired obviously because it's early in the morning. get up, go get breakfast and then we're basically walking the battle paths in, in Gettysburg and kind of seeing some of the famous sites there. and that was an all-day thing and a lot of us at that point, at least outside of our cohorts really hadn't gotten to know each other. and I think that experience just kind of allowed us to talk amongst each other and kind of just like, Bond over an interesting experience, just like, because, you know, I I mean, I wouldn't have personally thought like someday to go to Gettysburg, but like we did that. It was a cool tour. And then obviously the ride back was interesting because I had to make a meeting literally at the exact time that we got back. So I was changing into a suit on the bus as we were leaving. So that's a personal part of that adventure that I remember, too, that made it very interesting.
0: Can you talk about some of the leadership skills that you developed through the Institute?
1: I think going into college, I had a mindset. I am capable of doing things on my own. I would say it was more independent than like cooperative, I guess. I wanted to know personally that I was able to do things and build things on my own and kind of reach success on my own. But the Institute taught me that there is a balance between independence and collaboration, and once I kind of found that working with the interdisciplinary teams, I realized there is a good way of meshing your own independent ideas and work with those of others and then working together to make a concept or a project that you can call your own because of the own individual work that you put in, but as well, you worked with other people to do so. So I think that that's a big one.
0: So I think in a lot of just like media revolving institute, we do talk about the IDTs a lot interdisciplinary teams. And I feel like every time we talk about it, we try to get as much of it as possible, but it just feels like such a big concept to just give to prospective students. So can you talk more about your favorite experiences of the IDT, like what you liked about it or what was most interesting to you from that?
1: Well, the most interesting for sure is that our sophomore year when COVID hit and everybody was kind of sent home was essentially like transitioning to that remote working to get this project done. But like ironically enough, while everybody was kind of going through their own thing to keep up with school and obviously with the Institute and everything else in their lives during that period of time, that was essentially the way that a lot of us got introduced to like what a lot of modern workspaces are like now as far as working remotely or working in a hybrid setup like starting a job tomorrow and the setup that they have is that mandatory office days are tuesday and wednesday and then we could pick a third day to go into the office but the other two days we work remotely so i think that three-month period because we went home in early march so march april and then may working on the idt project remotely and and just trying to figure out how to operate in that environment helped set me up personally for a successful transition into the real world.
0: Earlier, you mentioned that you always saw yourself as a leader before going in. And I know that not everyone thinks themselves as a leader and might be kind of scared off by the concept of this institute. What advice do you have for them?
1: Go into it with an open mind. A lot of the time, you're going to think that you have your path kind of set out for college as far as like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to get through the next four years. Like, these are my goals. These are my steps. And that's great. If you're the type of person that needs routine or like needs an outline of something, I'm kind of partially that type of person. That's phenomenal. Like you should do that for yourself, um, but you shouldn't allow the concept of a structured plan or routine that you have set in place prevent you or prohibit you from, taking in new ideas and kind of letting things that happen on the fly just roll off your back and see what you can kind of do with it or what you can learn from it, because a lot of the time things aren't going to be as predictable as you would hope they can be. So going into the institute with ideas of what you would like to do, but also with the open-mindedness to accept anything that's kind of thrown at you and be able to roll with it is a very handy skill to have.
0: For my final question, what is your biggest takeaway from the institute? I would say my
1: biggest takeaway is the concept of just like perseverance. I would say perseverance, just because there's at least again during during my first two years in the program and being an inaugural member of the Commart School, we were essentially building our own cohort dynamic and setup for the program from day one. And so we didn't know what we were doing completely. Obviously, we had concepts from the business school and input from, from some of our advisors, but it's not like there was a, a ready-set blueprint for us to follow and kind of change here and there so that we have our own influence on it. It's essentially something that we built. And so I say perseverance because a lot of the time you you have. These concepts of what you want, but sometimes things fall through. Sometimes things aren't as practical as you may have envisioned them to be, at least at that point. So you maybe have to work around uh, some sort of timeline, and so you have to just kind of keep working at things until you get to a point where you can leave. Like in my case, you know, four years are on. You graduate college, you're on, and you look back and you go, "Okay, this program is at a point where the people coming in." such as yourself and, you know, sophomores, freshmen, and the next year's freshmen will feel comfortable in in joining the program and have something a bit more stable to look forward to in in your four years. And then again, perseverance, because my sophomore year got cut short halfway and then junior year was, you know, junior year being a COVID educational year. So it was just a lot of things to work through, but, you know, I worked through it we all faced our own individual challenges to do so, but we did, and I'm proud of myself, and I'm proud of us for doing that. And so I encourage those who come into the program to also push through with perseverance. I don't know what the obstacles are.
2: I got an email about it, I think, and my parents were like, this is a really good idea. You should do this. And I had no idea what it was because I was also in the honors program, and you get kind of a lot of letters and emails kind of thrown out during that first start, but uh, I really enjoyed the opportunity and was very excited when I, when I got the emails from Dean Halpin.
0: You mentioned the honors program, and I bet a lot of students are also getting emails for both the honors program and the Leadership Institute. Can you talk about what the difference between both of them is and how taking both of them interacted, maybe even enhanced your Seton Hall career?
2: Absolutely. I think they're both distinct and they do different things. For the honors program, you meet twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for your freshman and sophomore year. And it gives you a lot of opportunities to meet Students from different students from different grades and in different majors. And it's a really amazing experience because of that. And the leadership program meets every Friday and it focuses more on individual skills and bettering yourself as a leader. It's less academic and it's more sort of those practical skills that you need to be a professional, something like that.
0: Yeah. So I also want to call to attention the fact that you are one of the graduating seniors. So that means you were in probably one of the first classes for the diplomacy cohort, as we call it. Can you talk about your experiences about being essentially the guinea pig kids and how that all developed?
2: I think Guinea Pigs is right. We It was a it was interesting at the beginning because we had a lot of ideas, like we did the interdisciplinary teams freshman year, as well as a lot of new speaking events and trips to like the 9-11 Memorial Museum, for example, and all of that was brand new. So they didn't know 100% how to balance everything, how to work it all out. So it's been interesting to see that growth from freshman to senior year because now I'm doing... I'm a mentor for one of the sophomore interdisciplinary teams. And just seeing how they've kind of fixed some of the issues that people had my freshman year and reworked things and implemented what we really liked has been very interesting. So it's it's definitely been awesome to grow with the Institute over the last four years.
0: Yeah, I really wanted to call attention to the fact that you were one of the mentors for the IDT teams. Can you talk about how just like the process changed? I guess cluing people into people that don't really know what the IDT is as well.
2: Sure. It's, it's changed a bunch. It was super interesting my freshman year because we didn't know what it was and it was super strict. It was, we're in a market research lab, uh, you know, everybody's anxious and not really sure what's going to happen. And now it seems a little bit more like people have digested what the IDTs are. And it's really nice because now I think the mentors know what feedback to give. So it's less kind of, oh, like, I guess you could have spoken a little more and more like, you know, you did a really good job in this area and we've seen other leaders succeed here. Why don't you try, you know. And so there's a lot more institutional knowledge, I think, which really helps this year, especially as as my role as a mentor. It was a lot easier, I think, than the ADs who had to watch over us all freshman year. So. It's been really interesting to see it change, but I think it's definitely much more streamlined and much more enjoyable now.
0: This is the first year, I believe, that we've had mentors. Can you talk about that experience of basically formulating an entirely new position in the Institute?
2: Sure. It's It's been a little bit of trial and error, but it's been a really good opportunity to work on everything. I have a lot of experience just from my freshman and sophomore year running these teams. And working with Dr. Price especially, we got to see how mentors have acted in the past because the ADs sort of took on that role. But this year it's been interesting because I've had to balance a little bit, you know, am I Peter who's also just an undergraduate student or am I the, like, scary team mentor who has to be like, you know, you're not going to hit your deadlines. So it's it's interesting to sort of balance that out. But it's been a very interesting leadership journey for me as well and a really rewarding one since my freshman year and my sophomore year I was in their shoes And to kind of see what challenges they've gotten to overcome that I also dealt with and giving some advice there has been been a great experience.
0: It's something that I find like personally interesting is just like the idea of Peter, the scary upperclassman or Peter, the also the undergraduate person. Mm. And I know it's something that I have been like thinking about myself. Can you talk more about that process and perhaps how the Leadership Institute has helped you shift that kind of relationship between being a peer and a mentor and a peer mentor?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, being a senior this year, it's especially that sort of balance is coming into question because next year I'm not going to be going to Seton Hall. I'm going to have a totally different life, which is a little bit scary, but also a really good, again, opportunity to grow. And balancing out, you know, am. Am I in this stage of my life where I'm fully an adult? Am I fully an undergraduate student? Where's that balance has been tricky? But the leadership program has helped a lot. I worked with leadership, my leadership coach, Jeff Kopel, back freshman and sophomore year, and he really helped me work through a lot of those questions. So I still have a journal that I use for a lot of those big questions in life, and I have ways to sort of come up with whatever my answer is. I also have a lot of mentors. Dean Halpin and Dr. Price have both helped me this semester with life goals and with leadership goals and just becoming a better version of myself. So I think the program really has a lot to offer there.
0: I want to talk more about the leadership coach because we talk about it a lot in a lot of media surrounding the Vecina Leadership Institute, but I think a lot of people might think, oh, it's a leadership coach kind of cheesy but clearly like it's impacted you positively. Can you talk more about what it is and how it has impacted you?
2: Sure. So we had a bunch of meetings, especially earlier on in the institute when we focused on leading ourselves where we were able to meet one-on-one with this coach. We had hour-long sessions and we basically had takeaways in between each week that we wanted to work on. So Me, for example, I wanted to work on my interdisciplinary teams and how I was being a leader in those environments. And then we were also doing tests like the disk assessment, Myers-Briggs, and a lot of EQI 2.0. And I was taking the feedback from that that said, oh, maybe you're not the best as an emotional leader in this one circumstance. You should work on that. And then I would talk to my leadership coach and be like, why am I not the best at that? And then we would come up with a strategy for working on that skill. Or we would go ahead and figure out you know, maybe I don't need to be amazing in this area because I'm better in a different area and sort of just pinning down what my leadership style was. So it was just really nice to have somebody who wasn't myself thinking about that with me, because it gives you that perspective that is outside of my own head, which was really helpful, I think.
0: You mentioned the idea of like, I don't have to be good at this thing because I'm already really good at this thing. Can you talk more about that realization of not having to be good at everything? Because I know that like, If you're in this institute, you're probably thinking about wanting to be good at everything.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've taken away from this is that you don't have to be 100% the best leader in every single area. And in fact, you don't really want to be that. It's a lot better to sort of specialize in one area. So like one example was with the interdisciplinary teams. We went and drafted a lot of the other people in our grade who... We put together a, a team of, of leaders and we looked at their disk assessments and saw, OK, this person is really good at communicating and at small details, which are the things I'm, I'm OK at communicating, but small details is where I really am the worst. I'm like a very big picture leader. So having a bunch of people on my team that were like, we need to do these few steps first before we can take on the really big ones, helped me to stay organized and to work on track, which made me a better leader as a result. Whereas, you know, I can work on organization and individual skills, but sometimes there are people who are just going to be better at thinking about certain situations. Right. And that's especially evident in the leadership program where you've got nurses and teachers and everything like that who have different ways of thinking than I do as a diplomacy student. So that's it's really been interesting to see that play out.
0: So you mentioned a lot of the things that the institute has to offer. What has been your most favorite experience from the institute so Mm. far?
2: That's a great question. I think really it's been, we have our our cohort activities every Friday with the Diplomacy School. And we've gotten to get really close with Dean Halpin and with a lot of our other teammates. Like last week, we were running through a bunch of activities because they have an event coming up this Friday. So we were doing the, you know, the classic spaghetti and marshmallow games and playing with cards and doing a bunch of other really fun stuff. And it just felt like a great community while we were also kind of encouraging each other to be better leaders and better students as well. So I think it's been nice just to have a community that has really been brought together around this program.
0: What is the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from the program?
2: I think the biggest takeaway is that leadership isn't just being kind of like a boss. It's really about making yourself the best version of yourself that you can be. You don't have to be, you know, the Michael Scott of the office to actually be a leader. You can be a leader in your individual life, even if it's just, you know, setting goals you want to have throughout the week. Even if it's just I want to turn in this assignment. I want to go to this meeting. I want to do XYZ, I want to apply to this school those are all also leadership moments. And I think going in freshman year, when I thought of what a leader is, I thought about like the president or whoever's in charge of everything, but you can really be a leader just by kind of leading yourself and by working with others in your everyday life too. So I think that's that's really important.
3: I found out about the Institute when I was at Pirate Preview. I was touring the Com Arts open house. Professor Kimball was there. And he had a table set up and he's like, we're getting this started, but it should be really exciting. And he encouraged me to apply. So I did. I was really excited when I got into the program. That's how I first learned about it.
0: What made you apply in the first place?
3: I was looking for opportunities to kind of differentiate myself as well as get involved. And I thought it would be a really good opportunity. I like the idea of taking a chance on something new and having the opportunity to kind of help develop and build the program through my time at the university. So that's why I applied. And I thought it would just be a cool experience. And it really has been. The idea of this institute being so new, that's
0: a big theme that I've been basically saying throughout this episode. And I want to learn more about what it was your the experience was like for you, because you just said that you like doing it. Like, how
3: were you able to use that love of like getting into something new and how, how did it apply here? For me and my cohort specifically, we kind of develop leadership roles within our own communication the arts group. And so my first and second year, I kind of led the charge on community building. And so I helped plan events from what we called like a date night series, whereas like the Calm Arts cohort would like have an event with the Diplo school or the business school or the arts and science school one night and we'd play games or we'd watch a movie or we'd do karaoke. And so they're just like silly fun events and so that was a great way for me to kind of grow as a leader but also help kind of build the program and build connections for the fellow students in the leadership program and then that was also just a really good experience. So you mentioned
0: that you've built a lot of experiences for people in the institute. Can you talk about what your favorite
3: experience in the institute was overall? I really enjoyed The experience of getting to know my cohort. I think that was a really great opportunity for me to network, to develop myself as a leader, as I talked about with the opportunities to develop events and do event planning, which has been really helpful for me in my career and getting internship experiences and stuff. Just like meeting those people kind of was very grounding for me, especially coming in from across the country I'm from California. So being able to meet all these people from the get-go, a lot of them were in my peer advisor group and having classes with them throughout the week was just a really great way to meet people who had similar interests in drive and I'm still connected with and continue to inspire me. I'd like to hear a little bit more
0: about Your connection with the other people in your cohort, because I know that a lot of people who might be considering Seton Hall might be traveling from far away and need that sort of safety Mm -hmm. net. So, can you talk about that formulation of that friendships that you forged?
3: Yeah. So, the leadership program is very unique, and you get a lot of really special experiences that help you develop as an individual and as a leader. And being able to have other people to share that growth and experience with is very comforting. It's not an insignificant entreaty, like it does take time and effort to grow as a person and as a leader, having those people who have gone through it and are going through it with you is really great. And it makes it a lot more fun because it's not just like, oh, we're going to talk about the practical aspects of leadership today but it's like it's people that you really get to like sit and laugh with and develop friendships with through getting lunch after class or through like events like that I talked about or seeing them do well in their activities if they get involved in like pirate tv or other clubs on campus being able to see them do well and It's a great place to build community through shared experiences. I
0: want to hear more about how the Institute has enhanced the other parts of your college experience. Can you talk more about that?
3: In a big part of my college career and experience was being a part of Alpha Omicron Pi. And I know that I kind of like stood out when I was going through recruitment because of being in leadership and having practical experiences as only a freshman in college second semester freshman in college and saying like I've gotten to participate in these events and help in these capacities but not only does like it make me like look cool but it's like it's like I actually have those skills and more importantly I have that confidence the biggest thing the leadership program has done for me has helped change my perspective. I never saw myself as a leader before I came into the program and it made me realize that what I'd been doing since I was in middle school and high school and all my activities is I was being a leader but I never called it that and so having that change of perspective and feeling more confident and being able to call myself a leader encouraged me to take on leadership roles within my organization and That has been a very crucial part of my college experience. It was such a tremendous opportunity for me to help support my chapter and the women that I was associated with and am associated with grow as a group, or I had the honor of serving as VP of communication, which was very fitting considering I wanted to study PR and then I also did alumni relations, which is also relevant to my course of study. So having just the confidence and the practical experience through the leadership program kind of gave me a boost when it came to applying and serving as a leader for different organizations that I was in.
0: So I do have one last question, and that is if there was one thing that you wanted to tell freshman you as you were going into
3: leadership institute what would it be if i could tell freshman me one thing about going into leadership program it was that i made a good decision sometimes it may seem like why am i doing this like it's another thing on my plate when i was a busy student and i had a lot going on but it's it's worth it between the connections i made and the people i met and The skills I've gained and the perspectives that I've gained through the program, it's helped me grow a lot. And I don't think freshman Madison would have understood how much room for growth there was and how much room for growth there still is.
0: On behalf of everyone at the Vecita Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank the podcast team, 89.5 FM WSOU for allowing us to use their facilities and you for listening. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership, on Instagram at Bacino Leaders, and on Twitter at SHU Leadership. At Seton Hall,
3: we make leaders better.